There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Over the past year, there have been a whole bunch of video games that have been sent out to certain doom. Some were so terrible anyway that they probably didn't deserve better, but others were genuinely overlooked gems worthy of your time that, for one reason or another, weren't given a fighting chance at the market. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com and these are 10 recent video games sent out to die. Number 10, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Skepticism has lingered over this superhero spin-off since its initial announcement as a four-player co-op shooter, and that turned into outright hostility following more extensive looks at gameplay via trailers that only seemed to highlight uninspired missions and repetitive gameplay. This backlash resulted in the title getting hit with a last-minute delay that pushed it back by nearly a whole year. Unfortunately, recent early impressions and previews haven't done much to win players back either. It is of course too soon to say whether or not Suicide Squad deserves to be rejected off the bat. I mean, its cinematics and story do look tantalizing, but it feels kinda obvious that it's gearing up for a thorny reception. I genuinely hope that it rules though, because man, I just selfishly want to be able to play another excellent Rocksteady game. But let me know in the comments whether your head's getting turned the closer we get to launch or if you think it's really going to be as bad as everyone worries. Number 9. Redfall Though it seems like a lifetime ago now, Redfall set the standard for bad games and botched launches in 2023 when it released last May. Pre-release, it felt like everyone except Microsoft knew that asking a developer best known for its single-player immersive sims to create an open-world multiplayer live service shooter would lead to dodgy results. And as such, players weren't exactly convinced by Redfall's early trailers. Though the art direction and world building looked as top tier as you'd expect from an arcane release, everything else looked, well, a little bit ropey. The release was ultimately dumped onto store shelves and Game Pass with little fanfare, but that didn't stop it receiving a huge wave of post-launch press for being a buggy, empty, half-baked experience. Full of performance issues and quest-breaking bugs, even if the game worked as intended, it still wouldn't have been received well, as a lack of interesting missions and enemy encounters made for an experience that didn't play to the developer's strengths. Explanation for the game's state came shortly after launch from a damning report by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier via VGC, whose sources within the studio claimed that they actually hoped Microsoft would cancel Redfall rather than release it, and that the pivot to multiplayer caused a mass exodus of talent. Whatever happened, don't expect to see a Redfall 2 anytime soon. Number 8. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora 
it wouldn't be a list about games that were sent out by their publisher to die without an Ubisoft title. And from the studio that brought you dumped gems like Immortals Phoenix Rising comes Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Coming at the tail end of 2023 after players had already gorged on the holiday season's deluge of must-play titles and the Game of the Year winners had already been announced, Frontiers of Pandora was treated as a footnote, an afterthought that many just wrote off as another missable Ubisoft game. Vacating its initial 2022 launch window, which would have no doubt bolstered interest thanks to the close proximity of box office smash Avatar The Way of Water, the title quietly released with virtually zero marketing behind it a year later. It was no surprise then when Frontiers of Pandora debuted at only number 5 in the UK charts, despite no other competition that week, and had its price slashed in a sale later that month. And unlike Redfall, this is one that's really a shame. Ubisoft should have had more confidence in the project, as Frontiers, while not coming close to the quality of 2023's biggest hitters, is still a damn good time and far better than the publisher's recent output. In fact, this was reflected by a report from Forbes, which pointed out that Avatar boasted a better user score on Metacritic than any AAA Ubisoft game in nearly a decade. So yeah, even when Ubisoft has a good thing on its hands, it still manages to fumble the bag. Number 7. The Lords of the Fallen Listen, I'm not perfect. Sometimes even I get it wrong. In the head-to-head -head race between the two major Souls-likes set to release in 2023, those of course being Lies of P and The Lords of the Fallen, I unfortunately had my money on the latter being the better of the two. After all, while not being much of a fan of the first game in the series, the pre-release trailers did show off a visual marvel of a hack and slasher, while the new developers had the opportunity to take the IP to new heights. And hell, even if it didn't look amazing, surely it would still be better than the Souls-like starring freaking Pinocchio, right? Well, like I said, uh, nobody's perfect. That's because Eliza P turned out to not only be a great entry into the subgenre, but one of the best surprises of the entire year. The Lords of the Fallen, however, couldn't quite live up to the potential teased in the marketing, releasing with major performance issues that overshadowed the genuinely good elements in there. Had they been ironed out before release and had Lies of P not stolen its thunder just a few weeks prior, perhaps this reboot could have landed with a bigger splash. Number 6. Immortals of Avium EA's Immortals of Avium had a rough ride in 2023. It garnered a lot of goodwill initially for being a rare original big game from the publisher, but it was sadly fighting an uphill battle from the get-go. The next-gen exclusive never quite caught the attention of players, with trailers looking promising but not exactly proving why Immortals should be considered the next big thing. Sold on its colourful, magic-based first-person combat system and enthusiastically championed in trailers by actors said to be bringing to life a compelling story within the game, nothing particularly looked bad, but there was nothing that grabbed your attention either. Its $70 price point no doubt played a large role in players not choosing to gamble on a lukewarmly-reviewed debut project from an unproven studio as well, especially in a release window which saw the likes of Baldur's Gate 3, Mortal Kombat 1, Lies of P, and Armored Core 6 vying for the audience's attention. All these factors resulted in a pretty disastrous launch and were acknowledged by the studio when it announced that 45% of its staff were being laid off shortly afterwards. And unfortunately, with this in mind, it's another sad story without a happy ending. 
Immortals of Avium might not have ever been destined to do Elden Ring numbers, but it's hard to shake that it could have found its audience if it had been dealt a different hand. Kinda like how Dead Island 2 managed to attract an audience earlier in the year with less competition. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number five, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Truth be told, I was actually really surprised by how much I loved the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Despite not being a huge fan of other asymmetrical horror releases, Texas Chainsaw's twist on the formula, pitting four villains against four survivors rather than just having one killer, turned out to be the secret sauce, at least for me, in delivering a fresh cat and mouse experience. 
It helped that it was a horror fan's dream come true in terms of presentation as well, with the characters and iconography of the classic original movie being lovingly translated to video game form. For diehards like me, it was as much of a kick to simply walk around the Sawyer family abode as it was to chainsaw the head off of someone's shoulders. Despite its promise though, it was annoyingly clear from launch that Texas Chainsaw might not have the legs to see it succeed for years to come. For one, this is simply a notoriously difficult subgenre to garner popularity in as other attempts, like Evil Dead the Game, ultimately failed to attract enough attention to justify long-term support, despite also being a quality offering. Another issue, though, stemmed from a fundamental problem with the development itself. See, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, despite being a long-standing franchise boasting nine movies, is mired in a licensing cobweb. As such, the developers of the game only had the license to the original movie, meaning that locations, characters, and story beats from the other eight installments couldn't be leveraged for a DLC roadmap. That severely limited the game's potential in terms of future maps, playable heroes and villains, and even cosmetic unlocks. And that's why the title in its current form features newly created characters to fill out the roster, rather than any recognisable faces pulled from other movies. That decision, plus just general market factors, would kneecap the potential longevity of any release, and as such, the average Steam player base for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre dropped from 10,000 at launch to just over 900 as of December. Number 4. Alan Wake 2 Sometimes a game comes along that just proves why we can't have nice things in this industry. The follow-up to a cult classic that didn't sell as well as it deserved, it took developers a remedy years before they got a chance to revisit Alan's story and the strange, charming town of Bright Falls. Naturally, there was a huge amount of expectations surrounding the long-sought-after project, but that only seemed to galvanize the studio, which arguably delivered its best game to date when the sequel launched at the end of October. A genuinely unique survival horror experience that threw everything at the wall, including live-action musical sequences, a heady story-within-a-story-within-a-story narrative structure, and fascinating crossovers with other Remedy titles, it was a bona fide critical darling, a dominant Game of the Year contender, and a beacon of originality in a sea of safe bet releases. But, well, you know where this is going. Despite the lavish critical praise and word-of-mouth hype from fans, Alan Wake 2 repeated the fate of its predecessor, reportedly selling poorly across its first weeks on storefronts. Annoyingly though, the major issue had nothing to do with the quality or appeal of the game itself, but rather the decision to sell the title exclusively as a digital release, which many fans suspect severely limited the reach and visibility of the AAA game. Hopefully, there's a glimmer of hope with this one though. Despite suffering that major setback, the response to Alan Wake 2 could see it become a slow burner sales-wise, with the console numbers reportedly rising to nearly 900,000 by the end of December, so he is hoping it can remain steady across 2024. Number 3. The Walking Dead Destinies to be clear, we could have put any of Game Mill's 2023 offerings on this list. This is a studio that seemingly has a factory line of bargain bin licensed games ready to be spat out and declared dead on arrival. To the point where, honestly, it kind of makes me nostalgic for the era where every company was doing that. 
It is saying something, though, that in a year which brought us stinkers like Lord of the Rings Gollum, The Day Before, and Redfall, The Walking Dead Destinies still stands out as being one of the smelliest in recent memory. Granted, it's kind of impossible to name a Walking Dead game based on the TV show that you'd generously give a 6 out of 10, unlike the games based on its comic counterpart, which are nearly universally incredible, but Destinies is still a special kind of bad because it's built around the nugget of a good idea. Though the gameplay looks and feels budget, it might not have mattered if the central conceit, that being giving the player the ability to alter events from the first four seasons of the show and create interesting one-if storylines based around the show's major beats, was handled well. Of course, this central mechanic amounts to little more than a gimmick in the title itself, with the majority of time being spent in bland levels, grappling with atrocious controls, and stealth that'll make you think you've gone back in time to the PS2 era. As I've hopefully established across this list, a lot of games don't deserve to be sent out to die, but others, well, no comment. Number 2, The Day Before. While many players will remember 2023 for stunning titles like Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, just as many will probably associate it with one game and one game only, the day before. The mecca of everything that is wrong with misleading pre-release trailers and dodgy promises and unwieldy hype, fantastic survival game, or is it an extraction shooter, a live service? had an unprecedented release to kill turnaround, with the studio behind it shutting down just five days after the day before's launch. So, what happened? Well, what initially was Steam's most wishlisted game following a tantalizing reveal trailer soon came under constant scrutiny from burned fans who wondered whether it even existed at all. With constant delays, zero communication, and ever-changing goalposts in regard to what the game was even going to be, that early hype quickly evaporated as the day before was hit with claims that it was nothing more than a scam. Finally, releasing at the end of 2023, fans got to play the game they had such high hopes for, and it was even worse than they could have possibly imagined. A bare-bones extraction shooter with glitches that would make Assassin's Creed Unity blush, the last-minute early access release saw a huge chunk of players jump in to sate their curiosity, only for literally 90% of them to call it quits when they saw just how rubbish the release was. It was nothing compared to the quality promised by that first trailer and will no doubt be remembered as one of the most disappointing games of all time. Seriously, I can't do this travesty justice in this list, but Skill Up has an excellent exhaustive breakdown of everything that went wrong with this garbage fire that you should totally check out. It's, uh, it's crazy. Number 1. Crash Team Rumble you should never judge a book by its cover, but sometimes, admittedly, all you need to see is a single trailer or hear a one-line premise to know a game is gonna go down in flames. And I hate to say it, but that was always the case with Crash Team Rumble. Following an all-timer set of remakes in Crash Insane Trilogy and Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, alongside a new original game in the form of Crash Bandicoot 4 It's About Time, which actually rivaled the quality of the original trilogy, it seemed as though Crash was back, and more importantly, that Activision had a vision for the franchise's future. And then the company revealed Crash Team Rumble, a live service multiplayer spin-off. And you'd be forgiven for forgetting that this thing even came out at all, as it seemed like such a soulless attempt from the Activision brass to turn one of the most beloved franchises of all time into a monetizable cash cow. 
It actually reviewed decently when it did come out. I mean, it was developed by Toys for Bob, a genuinely great studio, so maybe that shouldn't come as a surprise. But the interest just wasn't there for a live service crash, and the few out there who were interested weren't enticed to pony up the $30 to see if it was more than a quick cash-in. In fact, according to reporting by TrueTrophies.com, Crash Team Rumble's PS5 player count was nearly 70% lower than another little game that hit the console last June. And no, I'm not talking about Final Fantasy 16, but rather, my friend, Peppa Pig. This, then, is probably another case of Activision being too greedy for its own good, and Crash Team Rumble might have won players over if it was free to play, but the publisher's hubris got in the way yet again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.